0: to help Cam H treat addiction and build hope. Where are you right now, and what do your surroundings look like?
2: Oh, well, I'm going to be exposed. So I'm in my office, which um, is, is, I have a nice view of my kid's school from the backyard, hmm. but uh, the truth is that I'm in the laundry room. That is my office.
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, the truth is that my dryer is quieter
1: than my two little boys. So, <laughs> this is where I work. What's the most uh, abnormal thing you did today? Uh,
2: today? Uh, today or recently? I don't know. I, I it's all kind of strange. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can zero in on anything that that's a that that abnormal. I mean, I obsess over like things I never used to obsess over, like the fact that I get to play go fish with my kids in the night and we're like highly, highly competitive. And it's just like, you know, it's just bringing in different focus to my life. But it, yeah, a lot feels strange. It's it's kind of strange as like the new
1: normal, I guess. Theater is uniquely challenging, even more so arguably than, yeah, than, than, than cinema or restaurants because the economics of it are so dependent on having a particular number of people in a space at a given time. How does it, I guess, how does it feel to be working in an area and in an art form that is almost like uniquely poorly suited to, <laughs> not poorly suited, but like that is, I guess you, I feel that feels almost uniquely targeted.
2: Depending on gathering. Yeah, completely. Yeah, no, it is. It does feel strange. And it's the social distancing, of course, of, of the audience that we have to think about, but it's also, yeah, how, how can we imagine Social distancing on our stages between our actors or rehearsals, Mm -hmm. intimate process. So even when we do get the green light, it takes time for us to build the work that we're going to put on in front of our audiences. So, you know, we're usually as you know a year, year and a half ahead before Mm -hmm. we plan things. So it's going to make us uh, have to be more responsive. Luckily, we're not short of creativity with all our staff. Mm -hmm. So that that's why just running scenarios is the way we're getting ahead of things.
1: What has been your most selfish deed? Or thought during this whole thing.
2: Oh man! Well, you know, uh, there's days that I wake up um, and I, 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 think about you know, kind of what you just alluded to, like this this particular work that I've spent my life doing is, uh, is when it's so impossible in this moment, and it's like it does it makes me crave thinking about like just resetting and what and asking large questions and I don't know taking time to really read and, th- and think about many things but um that does feel selfish because there is such there's so much to do and i have to mm. be present and i can't really escape and think about all of that so sometimes i just want to i would say escape uh and and go down that hole or uh you know play go fish with my son so but that does feel wrong you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is something that gave you pleasure today
2: Oh, my son ended up in my bed and, you know, his, like, foot in my face. And somehow that gave me pleasure. Oh, and, wow. uh, and then coffee. And mm-hmm. I, I bought myself, I ordered myself a foamer Ooh. this morning. And I'm s- thrilled about pimping my coffee and going the next level with my coffee game. That's nice.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm glad we can still drink coffee. <laughs> I, I'm glad those supply chains have not been interrupted, but yes, that is the little things, the little moments. Exactly. And what is something that you think might never be the same after this? Um, touch,
2: I think like right now, uh, you know, hugs, like feel like they're going to be euphoric and, you know, on the a, on a social level, like I think people's on un- collective spirit you know just the understanding of what it means to live precariously you know i was talking to the ed at the stop the food bank and 50 percent um increase in demand and people that they've never seen before um needing support and i think there's going to be just a new a different sense of accountability towards each other and understanding of poverty in our city and um you know, as a theater, I think about that a lot. Like, what our civic role is to play, and I just think that that conversation is going to be one that we're all going to have differently.
1: On the subject of, I guess, yeah, of just precarity and what the responsibility of a civic theater is. Um, certainly, obviously, Sto- Soul Pepper has been—you know—you've been moving it in that direction for some time. And what do you think the impact will be in terms of taking a company like Soul Pepper and trying to make it, I guess? maybe responsive to the community in a different way.
2: I think, you know, one thing that's happening that hasn't happened since I've been here is, is the communication just between all the artistic directors, for example, of the city. Mm. So, um, Brendan Healy and I, the district director of Can Stage, just mm-hmm. called together some artistic directors, invited some people to come and have a chat. And it ended up being 23 artistic directors from across the city. Oh, wow. We've been meeting weekly and having these think tanks and, I think it's going to have an ongoing effect of um, working collectively, really thinking about Toronto as a, like as, as artists, part of a whole of the city. And yeah, and then just, you know, this, it's made us be in touch with our MP of our riding, And he was telling us that 52% of people in our riding live alone. And we were thinking, well, what can we do to, to bring some joy and some connection to to our local community? Um, and then also we're looking into supporting local communities that um, need potential support in like, space kitchens for um, food preparation so we're just trying to figure out how we can connect dots as a community hub and try to play a role in that way